Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Introduction to the Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales, Part 2, containing sundry counsels as to uplifting the soul to God in prayer and the use of the sacraments. Chapter 1, The Necessity of Prayer. Prayer opens the understanding to the brightness of divine light and the will to the warmth of heavenly love. Nothing can so effectually purify the mind from its many ignorances or the will from its perverse affections. It is as a healing water which causes the roots of our good desires to send forth fresh shoots, which washes away the soul's imperfections and allays the thirst of passion. But especially I commend earnest mental prayer to you more particularly such as bears upon the life and passion of our Lord. If you contemplate him frequently in meditation, your whole soul will be filled with him. You will grow in his likeness, and your actions will be molded on his. He is the light of the world. Therefore, in him, by him, and for him, we shall be enlightened and illuminated. He is the tree of life beneath the shadow of which we must find rest. He is the living fountain of Jacob's well, wherein we may wash away every stain. Children learn to speak by hearing their mother talk and stammering forth their childish sounds and imitation. And so if we cleave to the savior in meditation, listening to his words, watching his actions and intentions, we shall learn in time through his grace to speak, act, and will like himself. Believe me, my daughter, there is no way to God save through this door. Just as the glass of a mirror would give no reflection save for the metal behind it, so neither could we here below contemplate the Godhead were it not united to the sacred humanity of our Savior whose life and death are the best, sweetest, and most profitable subjects that we can possibly select for meditation. It's not without meaning that the Savior calls himself the bread come down from heaven. Just as we eat bread with all manner of other food, so we need to meditate and feed upon our dear Lord in every prayer and action. His life, has been meditated and written about by various authors. I should commend especially to you the writings of St. Bonaventure, Bellintani, Bruno, Capilla, Granada, and De Ponte. Give an hour every day to meditation before dinner. If you can, let it be early in the morning when your mind will be less encumbered and fresh after the night's rest. Do not spend more than an hour thus, unless specially advised to do so by your spiritual father. 
If you can make your meditation quietly in church, it will be well. And no one, father or mother, husband or wife, can object to an hour spent there. And very probably, you could not secure a time so free from interruption at home. Begin all prayer, whether mental or vocal, by an act of the presence of God. If you observe this rule strictly, you will soon see how useful it is. It may help you to say the creed, Lord's Prayer, etc. in Latin. But you should also study them diligently in your own language. So as thoroughly to gather up the meaning of these holy words, which must be used fixing your thoughts steadily on their purpose not striving to say many words, so much as seeking to say a few words with your whole heart. One Our Father said devoutly is worth more than many prayers hurried over. The rosary is a useful devotion when rightly used, and there are various little books to teach this. It is well, too, to say pious litanies and the other vocal prayers appointed for the hours and found in manuals of devotion. If you have a gift for mental prayer, let that always take the chief place. So that if having made that, you were hindered by business or any other cause from saying your wanted vocal prayers, do not be disturbed, but rest satisfied with saying the Lord's Prayer, the angelic salutation, and the creed after your meditation. If while saying vocal prayers, your heart feels drawn to mental prayer. Do not resist it, but calmly let your mind fall into that channel without troubling because you have not finished your appointed vocal prayers. The mental prayer you have substituted for them is more acceptable to God and more profitable to your soul. I should make an exception for the church's offices if you are bound to say those by your vocation. In such a case, these are your duty. If it should happen that your morning goes by without the usual meditation, either owing to a pressure of business or from any other cause, which interruptions you should try to prevent as far as possible, try to repair the loss in the afternoon, but not immediately after a meal, or you will perhaps be drowsy which is bad both for your meditation and your health. But if you are unable all day to make up for the omission, you must remedy it as far as may be by ejaculatory prayer and by reading some spiritual book, together with an act of penitence for the neglect, together with a steadfast resolution to do better the next day. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us.
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It was said that St. Philip Neri had nothing so much at heart, nothing so much he wanted people to do than prayer. And the kind of prayer he really wanted people to learn to make was exactly what St. Francis de Sales is encouraging tonight. Mental prayer. Mental means of the mind. In, in the mind, he's talking about the intellect and the will. That's what he begins this chapter with. Prayer enlightens the intellect, that is, our power of thinking, our power of knowing, our power of asking questions, our power of understanding, our power of considering, and the will, which is our power of loving, our power of accepting, our power of desiring, our power of choosing, our power of wanting, wishing. And these two powers are spiritual powers. They're powers of our soul. They're called powers because they enable us to do certain things. Why are we able to consider? Why are we able to choose? Why are we able to change our mind? Because we have an intellect and a will. Just as we can see because we have the power of sight. We can hear because we have the power of hearing. So we can think and we can love because we have powers, the intellect and the will in our souls or in our mind, you can say. And the mind in Latin is mens, mentis. And this is where we get mental. So mental prayer is prayer that does not involve making sounds. Mental prayer could be going on without any words being formed, no words being said, that's what we call vocal prayers, but simply quietly by yourself, thinking over, considering what? The life of Jesus, above all, the life and passion of Jesus. In order to do what? In order to write a fancy sermon? No. In order to give a talk at a Legion of Mary meeting? No. In order to prove to someone else you know a lot about Jesus? No, no. You think over these things in mental prayer in order to move your will to follow Jesus, to imitate Jesus, to love Jesus. What makes thinking about Jesus prayer is when we're doing it in order to make ourselves love him more. And we can't love him if we're not willing to follow him. If we're not willing to act like him, imitate him, to do his will, to keep his commandments. But it's hard to keep his commandments. That's exactly why we need mental prayer. Because it's precisely through spending this quiet time before Jesus, thinking over his life, asking questions about his life, slowly trying to understand his life, and then trying to love him and follow him, that our wills receive the grace, the divine help from God to be able to act the way Jesus acts, 
This is why our intellects get enlightened. Suddenly, aha, that's why he does. That's what he wants. Aha. And then our wills receive the strength to actually embrace that. Instead of being scared by it, instead of being put off by it, we're attracted. Our wills get attracted to something in him. And then they want to follow it. And they come up with a resolution. I'm going to follow him in this way. And we've gone through the 10 meditations preparing for general confession, general examination of conscience. And that gave us the structure of what he means by mental prayer. But primarily, what he really wants us to do going forward is to get a life of Christ, either the Gospels themselves, or he gives us lists. St. Bonaventure wrote one. But we might today, we might be more familiar with Fulton Sheen's Life of Christ. Or another life of Christ. Guardini has a life of Christ called the Lord. Or we might, there's many, many lives of Christ you could find. Many, many books to help one follow the life of Christ, his passion. And Catherine Emmerich, for example. Or some other book on the passion of Christ. Something that will fill our minds with truths about Jesus that we can ponder. So that we can move our hearts to love. Because once again, the heart or the will follows the intellect, generally speaking. And if we want to move ourselves to want something, to love something, to embrace something, to attract, be attracted to something, we have to think about it. We think about it with our intellect. We think about it in prayer and mental prayer. Okay, that's what St. Philip had most in mind. He wanted lay people to follow his example. He and the oratorians would pray mental prayer for half an hour in the morning, half an hour in the evening. St. Francis de Sales says, do it the whole hour in the morning. He says, no one, can, no one can be mad at you for doing that. Later on, he might say, oh, do a half an hour prayer with mass. That'll be an hour early in the morning if you can. Now, this kind of thinking, this idea of his, seems very hard for a lot of people to do. It's very, very difficult to practice mental prayer in the world today. And why that is, is a complicated question. He might think, well, with all the modern means of time-saving devices, it should be easier to make mental prayer. But it's somehow difficult. But let us ask the Lord tonight to help us practice it. How much time do we spend watching TV, YouTube? How much time do we spend a day honestly on social media? How much time do we spend working out? How much time do we spend commuting? Maybe we can spend part of our commute doing this. How much time do we spend a day sleeping more than we need to? In other words, there may be time that we can actually pull away there may be time we can carve out for the Lord. But this mental prayer after the sacraments is the primary way we're going to grow in holiness. This is the primary way. And he says, if you can't do it, then maybe we can't. Then what should we do? Daily ejaculatory prayers. That means throwing up. To throw. Ejaculatory means to throw out. Throw out to God little prayers during the day. 
have a book you can read, a little spiritual book. Carry it with you. Read through it. If you can't put a put an hour a day dedicated to this prayer, then read and make little prayers throughout the day. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.